Gentlemen, support for KOTL is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-belt grooming. But let's be honest, you are going to use it for your abs. You're going to use it for your chest. You're going to use it, man. The summertime is coming. You are going to thank me. Trust me, I tried it. It's got the six-pack approval. It's safe. It's easy to use. It's cordless. You could, I mean, you could get it wet. Don't worry. This thing seems like it's going to be dropped and keep on moving. And not only will you thank me, but your girl's going to thank me. Please support the podcast that has supported the community all these years. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use promo code KOTL and pick it up at manscaped.com. Alrighty, welcome everyone to another episode of King of Lists. If you didn't listen to the men's preview show, then what are you doing? First of all, you should be subscribing and listening to all the episodes. <laughs> and two, then you would know this is a special episode. I'm taking the lead on this one. Ryan's taking the back seat. We're picking on him all night long. So this is going to be the women's preview show. Like we said in the previous episode, we already did the men's preview show. This will be the women's preview show. And then we'll do a separate episode that will be our fantasy league picks so that you all have all the information out there to know what's going on at the IPF Classic World Championships this year. And you can enter our fantasy league as well. Reviewing the schedule again real quick. The IPF World Championship starts on the 6th of June on Monday and goes all the way through to the 11th of June on Saturday. And this is going to be only the Open this time. They split off the sub-juniors and juniors. They split off the Masters. So we're going to get only the Open here um, across those six days in Sun City, South Africa. We're going to also have some like primetime style sessions. Yeah, four of them, I believe, that are also going to be on Eurosport. So it'll be interesting seeing those smaller groups and seeing how it's done as far as being on Eurosport and other TV channels. But We'll get right into it. We always start off with the lowest weight classes and work our way up. So for the women, we're going to start off with the 47s, which we've been hyping up for a little while, that this is going to be a battle of the top two. You have Tiffany Chapon from France, nominated 418, and Heather Connor from USA, nominated 402.5, which are going to be the top two battling out. But then you have other lifters in there, like Simone Lai from Canada at uh, 372.5, which Previously, that kind of total would have gotten you a world championship in this world, in this weight class. So definitely a solid total there. And then we have nine lifters total in that weight class. Um, do you want to start us off with this one, Ryan, since I know you are hyped about this battle? All right. Um, honestly, yeah, I'm super hyped for this. This is the greatest 47-kilo battle we'll have ever seen. We got two world champions here. Heather Connor is going to raise her hand and say, look, it, I was not defeated on the platform. I am the returning world champion. I'm, the ret- I'm defending my world title as well. Let me lose it on the platform. Turbo Tiff, Tiffany Chapon would say, well, I won the title on the platform and hold the record. I have the biggest 47 kilo total the sport has ever seen. All roads to the title come to me. I'm the queen of the 47s. There can only be one, and we're going to see these two ladies clash. I love it. I'm hyped for the 47s. Historically speaking, we haven't seen this kind of hype for a 47-kilo clash. I'm glad it's these two ladies. It makes it extra special that it's USA, which was 
the reigning champions in the women's division and have all these women's titles and the new hot nation in France, which is quickly taking over, took the world national team's title without U.S. present though. Well, now U.S. is here. Well, that changed something. So it's a rivalry head-to-head matchup, but also a rivalry between the two teams. And I'm excited to see what happens. With all that prep said, I think Turbo Tiff is going to take the gold medal. Um, I think Heather Connor takes the silver medal and Canada. Simone Lai takes the bronze. And that is my one, two, three. Look at Heather's got an absolutely phenomenal deadlift honor. Everybody knows this. Um, a multiple time world champion, multiple time world record breaker, and she can load up for the win. But I think Turbo Tiff is just going to build that total too great. And Turbo Tiff of past, she's gotten bigger and bigger. Now she cuts for 47. She's not even have to cut. She showed up. Now she cuts. Now someone could say, is that going to be an issue? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be an issue. She's coming from, from a, a, a group of cutters. They all know how to cut and they've been cutting and they've been traveling and she's been competing at an international level. So I got Turbo Tiff and there's my picks. Bill, what are you thinking? Yeah, I got the same top three as Ryan, uh, Tiff, Heather, Simone. Shout out to Sue Elwin, 75 years old, who's competing for the U.S. Virgin Islands in this weight class. 75 years old up there with the, you know, what is Tiff, 21 years old, for God's sake. So it's like pretty crazy that, you know, 54 year age gap between the two of them is insane. Um, but um, another thing real quick is kind of went over this in the men's, but the um, Sheffield 2023, this world championship is the qualifier qualifier for that. So all of the champions, as long as they total 95% of the current world record total, they get an automatic bid to Sheffield. So the number to beat here is three, eight, seven for the women. And I think um, the winner will definitely hit three, eight, seven. All right, Rory, what are you thinking? I mean, pretty much the same order order of nominations. I'm thinking I've got Turbo Tiff, uh, Chapon in first place. Uh, I've got Heather Connor in second place, but not by a lot. And then in third place, I've got Simulai from Canada. Um, I do want to point out that Tiff, her recent gym lifts include a 166 squat, 100 kilo touch and go bench, and a 170 kilo deadlift, which is very good and, and, and you know... Um, but Heather's main advantage is that she has an enormous deadlift. Um, so yeah, I think Tiff is going to win, but she can't be caught slipping either because if she does, uh, Heather will load up what she needs to load up and pull to win. And I'm picking that she can probably pull something around about 200 kilos. Um, mm. So that is not going to give Tiff a lot of leeway to make mistakes. No, I, let me echo that. Go ahead. Heather is fucking deadly with that deadlift and i 100 agree i think she's got around 200 kilo in the bank for her and she is very much emotionally invested in the showdown and she's not giving up that title without a fight she's walking in this saying i still at you have to beat me i i she's being respectful you're the world champion got you you gotta fucking beat me and i'm showing up this time she can load up 200 kilo and if turbo tiff has any problems on bench like she did last year worlds with any kind of technicalities and all that, or anything. She can't be missing lists, but Tiff has built some monster totals. That's why I still got her in gold, right? She's, she's been doing it, but she can't slip up. This is by no means an easy go. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing as you guys. Bill also made a, a nice call out there with Susan Owen because she has done the open world, which is equipped worlds before, as a master's lifter. So she says that as far as she knows, she's the only M4 who's done the open equipped worlds. And that's why she wants to do the classic worlds to be the only M4 who's ever now done the uh, classic open world so that she can do both of them. So that's interesting thing there. And then, yeah, I have the same thing as far as it's going to be a battle to the very end between Tiff and Heather with Heather potentially putting on whatever she needs to pull for the win. As far as the totals, Tiffany also did that recent meet where she weighed in 49.2 kilos and did a 430.5 kilo total which is the fourth best in the 52 kilo weight class. So not only does she have the best total ever in the 47 kilo weight class, by the way, I don't even need a cut weight. I can have the fourth best total in the 52s just like on, on, a, on a random day. Um, but she's done the 418 at 47 versus Heather. She recently did the 402.5 at nationals with more in the tank, but she has done a 410 in a sanctioned meet. It just wasn't IPF sanctioned as a you know non-water compliant meet, but still did a 410. So 418 to 410, you know, it's interesting there. And the thing we brought up multiple times before on the show is Heather's also prepping for the world game. So um, kind of like Franklin Leon, as we talked about in the previous episode in the 59s, Heather's also prepping for two meets within one month of each other. So we don't know if that's going to have an effect, uh, negative effect on her or not. But I'm going the same thing as you guys. I think Tiffany Chapon has the momentum. She has the higher total. Everything is going her way, even though it's going to be her first time traveling to another continent to compete. I think she gets the first place. Heather potentially, if Tiff has a really good day, Heather potentially doesn't have the option to pull for the win and just kind of gets second. Or if it's close, then she pulls for tries to pull for the win. I don't think she gets it. She gets second. And then have Simone lie there as well at third. So... Real yeah. quick, 407.5 is the world record total. It's been that way for, you know, seven years now. Over under, the winner hits it. Ryan? Oh, over. Yeah. I, Turbo Tiff's okay. top end is 430.5 at 49.2 kilo body weight. She's beyond that unless shit hits the okay. fan. R- Rory? Uh, yeah, yeah, over. Um, and, and potentially top two over. Arian? Hopefully, the, I mean, I'm going to take over, but hopefully these people don't get mad at me. I think she'll barely get it. I think she'll get 408 or 410, and Heather might be 400. You think do yeah, the travel? Think or? Be- yeah, travel and, and you know, just, you know, prepping the back-to-back meets and getting ready for world games and, you know, hitting depth and all that stuff like that. And it has an effect. Go look at... um. Go look at, like you said, Tiff's issues at Worlds with Bench and go look at Heather's totals at Worlds compared to Nationals or local meets. Fair. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna oh. say it's very very close, but I'm gonna say no. Like the same thing as Arian. Like if it happens, it'll be like a 408 or a 408.5 or something like that. Hmm. Anyway, I think it's still, I think it's gonna be a good battle. It's gonna be an interesting battle. It's gonna go back and forth. But I don't think it's gonna be some people are saying you know Heather's gonna go 415, 420, and Tiff is gonna go 425, 430. I don't think it's gonna be that crazy. Who's saying that? Heather does have more of the experience when it comes to international travel as well. So she's gone to Belarus and some other places, whereas Tiff has not. So that also plays a factor. But we shall move on to the 52s where we're getting, you know, some rematches here where we have France versus France again with uh, Noemi Alibert and Shizuka Rico as a top two nominee. But then we have some new people in there now who weren't there previous years with Megan Lee Smith from New Zealand moving up from the juniors to the open. We have Steph Keen from Canada returning. And then we have uh, some of the returning names with Plune Deckers from um, Netherlands and down number seven, uh, Marissa Enda from USA. 
I didn't want to make you go first again, Ryan, but I know this is not a weight class you like. I think you should set this up for us. Dog, it's okay. I'll take it. Look at it. <laughs> Francis one, two punch in the 52s cannot be overstated. Naomi, Noemi Alibert from France with a 445. It's an absolute monster total in the 52 kilo class, but Shizuka with a 438.5. It's both of these ladies can break the, the world record. It's, it's a phenomenal one, two punch from France and Noemi just to get out of France has to get by the number two fifty-two in the world. That is my gold and silver medalist because they're both capable of being the greatest 52s you've ever seen in your life. But the 52s are stacked and they're much greater than just those ladies. Look at um, Megan Lee Smith from New Zealand, who's a junior world champion. Steph Keen, whom I believe medaled last time we were in South Africa for a world championship back in 2014 range. You have to double check me on, and, and on that, but she is medal at the world championship. She is world-class. She's capable of breaking records. Plume Deckards, if you like breaking records, breaking the squat record in the 52s. Um, Barbara Gret Gap coming in with a 405 from Austria. And then, of course, you can't forget Marissa Inda from the U.S., a former world champion in the 52s. How many of these ladies have either won a world title, broke a world record, or taken a medal at a world championship? And I just went down through one, two, seven, or eight. That is a lot of world-class lifters clustered in one weight class. It's crazy. It is crazy stacked. And um, Naomi Alibert at the top, my God, has she really pulled away and developed since we met her in 2019, taking a silver in the 47s, her moving up to the 52s. Oh, wow. Did that make all the difference in her athletic career? You know, she, if ever someone's, you, someone's thinking about moving up, like, I don't know, should I, should I not? Well, this would be a, a sign of, well, if they, anything like Naomi, um, but that is my one, two. Now, who's my number three? Cause it is absolutely stacked after, you know, Rico and Alibert. It's still stacked and so close. I'm going to take Steph Key. I knew and it. You're, well, you're going to say you knew it, but let me say something. Go ahead. Sure, she's Canadian, but she posted up a somewhat conservative 410 at Canadian Nationals, knowing Worlds was around the corner. And she's been to the World Championships before. She's a veteran lifter. Where a lot of these lifters, look at it. Did, did one of you guys fact me on that? Did she not lift in South Africa? Yeah, she lifted in South Africa 2014, got bronze, and then she lifted also in uh, Finland in 2015 and got bronze and lifted other years as well, where she got fourth, fifth. So let me, like, in terms of all of these ladies who are traveling across the world, massive travel, multiple time zones, me taking her for a bronze medal. I mean, people could say, she's Canadian, you're Canadian. Dog, she's done it before in South Africa at the World Championships. And she hit a 410 at the Canadian Nationals as a tune-up. That's bronze medal level. All right. Now you could argue someone else because these ladies are stacked and I got Utmost respect for all the ladies I already said for all the reasons I already said. Fine. But you can't tell me my pick's crazy. Well, we shall see, Bill. What we do you shall think? see. Yeah. <laughs> so I have uh, Noemi in first. I have Shizuka in second. I mean, they're listen, if Noemi misses a lift here or there, 
Shizuka could definitely pounce on that, or if she loads, she's feeling spicy that day and wants to load up a little extra in the deadlift at the end, she can definitely pounce on the gold medal. But I'm going to keep it, you know, as the nominations are with Noemi first, Shizuka second. I have Steph Keen coming in third. I like the way she performed at the um, Canadian Nationals. Um, the Sheffield automatic qualifier for this is 414 for the world champion, which I think the, um, will be hit, be hit pretty easily. The secondary nominations, though, we talked about this earlier in the men's, is um, if there's not a world champion from a specific region, um, Oceanic, Asian, European, uh, Africa, North America, South America, then the highest percentage of the world record, over 95% for that region, will get an automatic qualifier to Sheffield. So you have Megan Lee Smith sitting there at nominated 415 total. 414 is the qualifying, the 95%. So she's going to have some competition later on in the week. So she's going to potentially have to figure out, do I want to go for bronze? Do I want to go for silver? Do I want to pad my total as much as possible so I can score as high as possible to potentially get to Sheffield? Hmm. So that's kind of a decision she's going to have to make while um, figuring out her on her three deadlifts kind of thing. So we will see how that plays out. But um, she has the potential to get fourth place and be sitting in Sheffield next year. Or shit, she has a potential to begin like sixth place and being Sheffield. So that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> how with how stacked the uh, you know three through seven is in this class. So. It's definitely that deep. And Ryan, so far you don't sound too crazy. Rory, what are you thinking? Apparently, I'm the wild one today because I think you're all like looking in completely the wrong places. Um, so I I I have got in first place uh, Noemi Alabet. Um, she's the strongest lifter. Uh, not not by a ton, but she is the strongest lifter. Um, she's got a pretty good hit rate, uh, except on her deadlifts. Um, so she typically goes around about seven and a half and nine. Um, and I think she's likely to total in the 440s or potentially as high as the low 450s. Um, so first place. Second place, I actually had Plum Deckers. Um, so she totaled 436 in March, nine for nine at about RPE eight and a half. Um, she squatted 170.5 kilos. She benched 87.5 kilos and deadlifted 178 kilos. Um, what was the body weight, Rory? <laughs> yeah, what was the body weight? Fact check. I actually don't have the body weight in front of me. It was, it was heavy. Yeah, she was, she it was 54.9. Heavy, but it wasn't at yeah, she was in this. Um, but, it, but it wasn't wildly heavy. Um, so so that, is, that's worth, that is worth considering. Um, one thing I will say is that she does often miss her third deadlift, um, which, is, which is not great. And that doesn't put her in good stead. And so like that is, that is a detractor and something that's worth thinking about as well. Um, and then in the third place, I will acknowledge my own biases, but I will actually also say that Megan Lee Smith is, is looking really strong. Um, I don't know if you've been following her training, but her deadlifts in particular are looking amazing. Um, so uh, I do think that Megan Lee Smith uh, will potentially be on the podium. Uh, she'll definitely be shooting for the Sheffield spot, but potentially on the podium as well. Um, and I've actually discounted Shizuka Rico a little bit because she's got a really poor hit rate in competition. Uh, she bombed recently. She averages about six for nine in comp. Um, so she, she is strong, but you really can't be at worlds and going six for nine and expecting that to be good enough. Um, that it it just often isn't good enough, particularly when there are a number of people stacked up immediately behind you. So if she puts it together, she'll probably be silver. I just don't think she's going to put it together. Fair enough. I just want to throw, she's an interesting lifter because she has bombed before she's hit and miss, but she's also got the biggest deadlift of this pack. And if she's close enough, she not only could pull for silver, she could pull for the win. 
Yeah, Noemi misses a few lifts. Like they, her total is close enough. Alibear misses a couple lifts. That monster pull. I've got. I've heard she's pulled two hundred kilo in the gym, and it's in her back pocket if she needs it. If it's close enough, and they're like, we're loading up for the win. If Noemi has a bad day, we're not talking silver, baby. We're t- baby. We're talking gold. It's fucking tough. She's not even on your podium, Rory. I mean, at least, at least we're all being wild with our like second and lower pick. I love the diverse picks and top so, conversation. So my thoughts are are similar to your your guys' with Noemi's like the clear favorite. You know, she's been hitting on all cinders, continuing to prove everything like that. With Shizuka, yes, she is a little bit volatile. She did have that meet that she bombed out. But since that, she's been slowly improving again, building that momentum again. And like uh, Ryan has said, she's putting up world record totals, just losing to Noemi. When it comes to Plune Deckers, that 436 was done at 54.9. So she does have to cut weight, and she's done 406 at 52. She also has a weaker delve compared to some of these other lifters. With Steph Keen, personally, I disagree with you, Ryan. I know, you know, maybe it's biased, maybe it's not. She's done a 417 before, before Nationals. And then at Nationals, she did the 410.5. I don't think it was an easy day. The, the third attempt squat looked like a max effort to me. She missed her second attempt, uh, her third attempt bench. So she maxed out on her bench and she missed her second deadlift and had to come back and get on her third. On her second, it didn't even come off the ground. So I'm not sure what happened there. She came back, got on her third, which was difficult. So I, I don't know how much more than 410 or even if she can get the 410 with traveling and cutting weight and everything like that. And she could be potentially in a world record squat battle with Plune. So does she go aggressive to get the squat and maybe misses a third and loses kilos or does she focus on the placing? Um, with Megan Lee Smith, she's the 2019 junior champion, the 47. She moved up to the 52s. Her numbers shot up like crazy. She has that Sheffield potential, like Bill said. And then also, I think Marissa End is a threat. I think the 387.5 was her sandbagging. She passed on her third squat. She did miss the third bench, and I believe she passed on her third deadlift. She's been practicing sumo in the gym, and she did like a 175 sumo looking strong. So potentially if she comes out to Worlds healthy and does a 175, 180 sumo, she could potentially get up there in a mix. So I went back and forth on this. I went up Noemi with first, obviously. I took Shizuka for second. I think she'll just pull for whatever she needs for second, or if, if she already has second locked up, she'll try and pull for the win. I personally have Megan Lee Smith taking third. She's the young lifter. She's eating up into the weight class. She has the uh, biggest recent total or or among a lot of them, the biggest recent total. Actually, yeah, out of all of them, the most recent meet, she has the biggest total and she's going to go for that Sheffield spot. So I think she can get the, or hit the minimum 95% for Sheffield and get third. And then just to let you guys know the rest of them so you can see how wrong Ryan is. I'm going Marissa into fourth, Plune Decker's fifth, and Steph Keen sixth. Oh, Damn! Well, <laughs> you're gonna see Steph down there, buddy. And she was coming she's, at me with the gonna, down. She, oh, she, yeah, she'll have words. She's gonna, her and Tom is gonna beat me up. Tom won't be there. She's oh, okay. feisty enough. She, she's gonna uh, squat the world record and get like third place. And yeah, come exactly. About her. Breaks world records, takes a medal, and she's like, "How you like me now? How you like me now?" All right, let's go to the 57 kilo weight class, which is a, another battle. I think at least one through five. So you have the champ, Joey Namani, at 492.5. And then you have a, a little bit of a gap, but you still have, you know, Bobby Butters from Great Britain at 475.5. Maria T, former world champ, at 472.5. Evie Corrigan returning at 467.5. And then you have junior lifter Jay Jacob competing in the open at 465.5. So 
even though Joy has that big gap at, at Worlds, her total was a little bit less, I believe 482.5. And then you have these four lifters that are 10 kilos apart. So I think this is another interesting one. I'll have Rory start off because we want to hear where he has EV placing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, like obviously, I'm always gonna gonna back the New Zealand lifters. Um, uh, and and Evie is a very good good lifter. Former uh, junior world champion uh, has traveled to compete a number of times, and in particular has traveled a really long way to compete a number of times. I know a lot of the European lifters have have technically traveled to other countries to compete before, but when it's one time zone away and one flight away, it's not the same as having to catch three separate flights and crossing, you know, 12 time zones to get there. And so Evie has done that a number of times, her head's in a really good place, um, and, and she is very strong. So uh, I actually have Joy in first place um, with a total less than 500 kilograms, but not a lot less than 500 kilograms. Um, I think she'll probably want to hit the 500 kilo total, but she just has historically a terrible hit rate in competition, right? Um, and it has done okay for her so far. Like she's often going sort of, I think her average is six and a half out of, out of nine or, or 6.8 out of nine, something like that. And it has done okay for her so far. She hasn't, you know, uh, she hasn't lost anything as a result of that yet, but she's not going to be able to keep doing that forever. And and so I have got her in first place uh, by a little bit, but it's she's not going to have like a 40 kilo lead or anything like that. Like she is actually going to have to make some attempts to do this. Um, I actually have Jade Jacob in at second place. Um, so I've got Jade Jacob and I think she's going to come in somewhere in the low 480s. Um, and I, 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 and oh, shit. <laughs> Talk, okay expand on that love because that's they got and i'm not talking shit look at she won the so junior she totaled she totaled 465 and a half in march um and based on her training numbers she is she is doing sets of three and four at the same numbers that she hit in that meet now and that's only like two months ago um i I, I'm not plugging those into an E1RM and saying, yeah, because she can triple 165 or whatever it was, she's going to hit this, like this number. Like I, like, I don't, I just don't think that is realistic, but her training looks really, really good. Um, it seems like historically she has uh, made a lot of attempts. Uh, she's just a little bit less than eight for nine on average. And she went eight for nine in her last meet. Um, and so she's done 165 for a set of four on squats to depth. Uh, she's done 95 for three on bench which is two and a half kilos over her comp max. Um, and she did 200 kilos for a deadlift triple recently as well. So like, I don't know where her body weight is at. It's possible that she's a little bit heavy. And so she is going to have to cut in. Um, but like, she is just, she is looking phenomenal. And, and if there is a threat to joy, I think it's going to be her. Um, if not this year, then maybe next year or the following year. Uh, so third place, I think, becomes a dust-up then between Evie and Bobby Butters, um, who I think both of them are capable of something in the mid-470s. Um, I think Bobby Butters hit a, was that a 475.5 recently? Um, she's looking about on form to repeat that kind of performance, but I don't think she's going to hit something way outside that. So I'm picking something like a 475 to 480 for her. Um, Evie's best total is 466. Um, that was... A couple of months ago now, and again, her training is looking really solid. So I think she's going to be up on that, but not 40 kilos up on that. Not enough to take a shot at uh, at Joy, right? So I'm picking Evie for the podium, um, and but around about 475 as well. So that's that's my kind of top four. The other thing that's worth pointing out is that Evie is the other person other than Megan Lee Smith, who we spoke about just before, who has a really good shot of getting picked for Sheffield from the Oceania region. 
So the secondary objective for, for Evie is going to be getting that Sheffield selection. And so she's going to be looking at what is 95% of the world record total. I actually don't know what that is. Uh, Bill, four, five, tell six. Us. Four, five, four, five, six. six. So she's going to be looking to get the biggest percentage of that as she can. And she does have the advantage of seeing Megan Lee Smith lift the previous day and being able to say that's the percentage of the world record total. Uh, I need to be hitting this this total to be more than that. And, and it's not exactly locking in that selection, but making that selection much, much, much more likely um, because there are still a couple of other international meets later in the year that that could, that could happen. Right? Um, so that's my top three. Actually, that was my top four. You, you forgot to mention somebody's name in there, love. Uh, whose name did I forget to mention? Was it, was it you? Are you showing up? Doggy. Maria my girl. T. My girl. Yeah, uh, I just, I think Maria, like Maria T, I really admire as an athlete, but I just don't think she's going to be in podium contention. Um, I'm looking at her lifting. Uh, her best total was 2019, and she's way down on her best lift since then. Um, like, she's she's strong, but I think she's like, 465 kilograms strong she's not 485 or 495 kilograms strong right so she's probably sort of fifth sixth kind of range uh depending on on how she is on the day um but but i doubt she's going to be in, in contention for the podium all right bill what are you thinking i got joy first place um just returning champ she's got the ace of a deadlift in the hole even if she goes you know, one for three, one for three. She still, you know, can potentially put on a deadlift to win the damn thing. So, um, you know, I, I like her chances there. I would love to see a 500 kilo total out of her, which would be cool. I don't think it'll happen, but it would be very, very cool to see. Um, then I kind of went back and forth between Bobby and Jade for second place. It was like, I, Bobby is so like, she gets me fired up when she lifts, man. She's yelling and screaming. She's like training in a parking garage, you know, like just like, you know, I don't know. So, uh, but the rate of adaptation for Jade right now is just ridiculous, but I'm taking Bobby just because I want to, there you go. So I got Bobby in second place. I got Jade in third. I have Maria in fourth, Evie in fifth, strictly because of the Sheffield, nomination process where again kind of what Rory hit on she's going to know I need to hit exactly 471 or whatever it's going to be to lock in that Sheffield potentially or that second nomination for Sheffield so I think um if it came to like you know going for Sheffield or kind of trying to pull for a bronze medal or something like that if it was me still I would probably pull for Sheffield to be honest with you so but again we'll see what she does on the day of but that's why I had her in fifth place because of that. All right. Ryan, what are you thinking? Where you have your girl Marie at? Um, all right. So I got joy, obviously, just like everybody else as the gold medalist favorite, um, multiple time world champion in 52s and probably going to be multiple time in 57s after this is all said and done. I'm going to take Bobby Butters as the silver medalist. This is a lot like, um, Noemi and uh, Shizuka coming out of France when it's a one-two in their nationals is like two world-class lifters. Same deal in the 57s and Great Britain's nationals when Bobby Butters and Joy are rumbling. I mean, world records would be falling um, unofficially anyways. In third place, now look, Maria T just last September did a 472.5. So, and that was the last time we'd seen her. I, I don't know, like she did, she Canadian nationals. She didn't even do the her thirds on Canadian nationals and she did 465 with throwing away all of her thirds so why 
if, if anyone's thinking she's coming 465 going nine for like doing all nine lists like she's she's 465 doing throwing away all thirds she's she's peaking she's ready um a world champion you know multiple time world championships and um she's my bronze medalist pick and and i know what yeah she's canadian but man you she's up there you if anyone you can't look past maria t if you want to get onto that podium especially for jay jacob Evie Corrigan, quality lifters for sure. Jay Jacob, I remember 2000 or 2021 Worlds Juniors. We were in the warm up room. Jay Jacobs walked by the warm up room, and me and Penna were inside. And she walked by, and Penna goes, You see her? And points, and I see him, Jay Jacob, walking by, and he's like, She's going to be a world champion later on this week, and she's going to be somebody you need to watch out for in the open of years to come. And I'm like, All right. And sure enough, here we are. Jay Jacob, I don't know how far she can go. So this is more potential. I am more certain about Maria T's pedigree. I'm more certain about Bobby Butters and certainly Joy Namani. Jay Jacob right now is more a great area in the juniors for sure. And I think the world of her, and I think she, it's capable, but it's, there's a great area here. How heavy is she when she's smoking all these numbers in training and she's smoking numbers in training. How is she crossing time zones and doing, I don't know, she's got a lot of time zones, but she's still got to go to another continent. I've seen Maria go through all of whatever, competing from in Belarus to for years back, grabbing medals, grabbing world titles, having done it all. Um, but you guys got me really interested <laughs> in how Jay Jacob shows. She's so young in, in moving so quickly in training. And again, she's on that hot nation, France. Everybody's talking about them. They're so hot right now. But seriously, if France gets a shooter in the 57s, holy shit. They, they, got, they got the 47s, 52s, 63s. If they take the 57s, or what are we talking about here? France is turning into an absolute monster powerhouse. That's why, and, and she's already won the junior worlds. Why stay like junior worlds is separated now, but even if it wasn't, she might as well go into the open now and rumble And the way you guys are talking. She can podium. I'm interested. Uh, but the, my one, two, three, joy, Bobby, Maria, I'll take Jade over Evie. I think Evie is an amazing lifter and she's capable. And look at as much as I, I bump up Maria, those two ladies are capable of grabbing a bronze medal either. I wouldn't be absolutely, I wouldn't be blown back and shocked about it. I'm just leaning on Maria's pedigree at the world championships. These gentlemen definitely have me intrigued as well. And there's another interesting weight class where all the world records could be broken. So Bobby and Maria could battle it out for the squat. Donna Berglund at uh, nominated at six could break the world record bench. And then of course, joy could be breaking the deadlift and the total. So um, definitely all the world records be broken. A lot of big names there. So that would, that's what it also makes me interested. Like Jay Jacob moving from the junior city open, being around all these, you know, current champs, former champs, world record holders, traveling around to another continent. Does it get to her? And does she like, you know, does, does it stress her out a little bit, maybe miss some attempts or does it like, you know, motivate her and push it even better? I um, mean, like you guys said, we don't know what the body weight's at and some people are really good at, at repping. So if someone's doing their opener for four, four reps, that might just be standard for them. Um, some other things as far as um, these guys already said with Evie, with Sheffield, depends on whether she can like 
lock up the Sheffield or as close to locking up as possible on the second deadlift and then worry about placing on the third? Or does she have to worry about it on the third deadlift and then not worry about placing at all? So this is another one I went back and forth with, but I ended up going, of course, join Amani first. I think she's going to be right around, you know, like Bill said, top top end, maybe getting close to 500 kilo total, but even 490, I think she could be comfortably winning. And then I also went with Bobby Butters at second. Uh, because she has the 475.5, she can chip the squat world record. Her training has been looking good. Looks like she's progressing well. And I went with Maria Tia at third. The 485 was the when she was a, choice. The 485 total is when she was a 63 kilo lifter. She cut back down to the 57. She's been hanging around 472.5 at national. She did 465 without any third attempts. I was trying to calculate what potentially could be her third attempts. And I think if she gets between a 195 or 197 deadlift. She can be around a, a 480 total top end. If she if she misses the third or something like that, maybe she's at a 475 or something like that, which is still a, a PR for her. So I think that will be enough to hold on to third because I think Evie will be at fourth. You know, potentially her training's been going well. Potentially at 465 to 470, depending again on the Sheffield thing. And I think Jay Jacob. I mean, it's hard for me to see her progression. Like last year in July, she did 445, and then in September she did 444.5. So went down half a kilo. Then she had a nice jump in October to 457.5. But then in Euros in December, she drops down to 452.5. Then she gets some time off, you know, three or four months off. And in March, she does 465.5. So now with a two-month or two-and-a-half-month turnaround, how much more than the 465 can she do um, with everything else? So I think potentially she's right around that same number. So I put her at fifth. So that's what it, it, it definitely intrigues me that these guys have her much higher. It'll be interesting to see what she can do as a – 20-year-old, maybe turning 21 before Worlds, uh, could potentially be up there on the podium. Uh, moving on to the 63s. This one is a little bit easier with who the first place is going to be with uh, Leah Bavall being you know, 48 or 47.5 kilos above the next nominated person. But it definitely gets interesting from there with uh, you know Chiari Bernardi and uh, Sarah Naldi from Italy. Their 1-2 junior punch are now aging out of the juniors. They're in the open. And uh, Chiari's at... 500.5, Sarah's at 497.5. Then right before, below them, you have Meg Scanlon at 495, uh, Irish Schlotten from Netherlands at 495 as well. And even at sixth, Annie Nelson from at 480.5. Who knows what, what kind of progress she's made if someone else slips up, could be right in there. So this one was another interesting one for me as far as figuring out second and third. Uh, well, how about we start off with Bill? What are you thinking? All right, so I have um, Leah obviously in first place here. Good. The um, the Sheffield, what's that? I said good. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the Sheffield automatic nomination would be five twenty one. I think she hits that pretty easily. Um, I don't see any issues there, considering she's sitting at like four fifty five forty eight total. Um, and then obviously it gets in, the next four. I think is really really interesting. It's going to be a really one of the best battles in this whole competition for second place here, I think. Um, the way I kind of have it playing out, I have Iris popping in for second place. I have uh, Chiara from Italy in, in third place, Meg Scanlon in fourth, and Sarah Naldi in fifth. Um, yeah, I mean, Iris, I think, you know, her, her last meet she did, she finally got over the 500 uh, kilo hump. Uh, I want body she weight. She was what I think a kilo over or something like that is like uh, 64. 64.4, yeah, yeah. So, so you're um, saying she didn't bother to make, make <laughs> oh, Jesus, Watch here we yourself. go, <laughs> doggy, anyway. So, um, and just you know, obviously the silver medal last year at World, so 
she has that going for her also. And her training is actually looking very, very nice. I, I was taking a look at her training. Very excited to see what she can squat also with this meet. Um, she could, I don't want to say potentially, but, you know, she's getting, she's creeping closer to that 200 kilo squat at this body weight, which would be amazing. Um, and then Meg Scanlon, you know, always love Meg's story, you know, has twins, comes back. She drops down to the 57 class again. Now she finally switches over back to the IPF affiliate. Now she's, you know, in the 63, she wins national. She's here, 495. So I think she can definitely skirt above that 500 kilo total too, which would be cool. Um, and, you know, is she bringing her kids with her to South Africa? Like, like I don't even know. Like, that's got to be tough, man, for a mom like that. Like, leaving your kids, though, like, especially twin. Yeah, that's got to be rough. So I don't know what, what she's got going on there. So I don't know how that's going to affect her at all, if it does at all. But um, I, I told her to bring her kids so I can hang out with them while she's competing, but she doesn't want to put them on a plane for that long. <laughs> yeah, fair. I don't blame her That's at all. <laughs> I don't blame her at all. But um, yeah, so I got um, Leah, Iris, uh, Chiara, Megan, and Sarah, my top five. All right. All right. Ryan, what are you thinking? All right. Um, obviously, Leah, queen of the 63s. Um, I mean, She's the gold medalist, but I don't want to just skate by and say she's the gold medalist and all to move on. When you're watching the 63s, like this is a phenomenal talent. It's something special to watch somebody who's going to post up a total possibly capable of winning the 69s away class up. She is the holder of the 69 kilo total right now. It, she's a phenomenal talent. The question is, how far will she push it because of the Sheffield? Um, you know, you don't want to break this world record and just send it flying. And then when Sheffield rolls around and you start, it's the you're going to get money for breaking records. It, it doesn't make that much sense, right? So I'm interested in seeing how far she takes it. I don't think she's going to run away with it. It doesn't seem like a good idea. Nonetheless, whenever you have the chance to see Leah Babel, I hit the platform. It's worth watching. For my number two, I'm going to go with the junior world champion coming out of Italy, moving up into the open, Chiara Bernardi. She hit a 507.5 at a 63.1 body weight. Now that is literally just not bothering to cut 0.1. If she wanted to, like it's there, nobody could tell me, well, if she cut the 0.1, the strength would come on, stop it. The strength's not, the strength will be there. She's capable. She can hit. So if she said a 507.5 and that was, you know, pass and that her age and rate of adaptation, I'm expecting she can hold on to silver and defend it. I think she could go 510, 515. It depends on how the travel's going to hit her, but the travel's going to hit everybody. You know, if it hits everybody relatively evenly, I think Chiara is going to still be ahead of the pack. Put it that way. Um, my number three, and Italy's got a hell of a one-two punch here between Chiara and Serenaldi, both coming out of the juniors. We were already talking about people who have tough nationals. Wow, would that be tough nationals for those two junior 63s? And then throw in the 63 in the open with um, Corolla Gara, whom is focusing on equip this year. But wow, does Italy have some fucking killer 63s, man. Like if Corolla Gara was here, what are we talking about? It'd be, uh, Leah would, ha- would have some serious competition, obviously, to say the least. Um, you know, Gara's talk about a special talent. 
but yeah, 63 kilo class in Italy. Holy shit. Who's moving up. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, for my third, I'm going to go with Iris. Iris hit a 503.5, a 64.4 body weight. Iris, the European champion. Um, she's been at multiple world championships. She's been the European championships. She's a grizzly veteran at this point. She knows what she's doing. She knows the world standard. And um, she's a solid bronze medalist. She's close enough to Chiara that she could take the silver medal. Would I be shocked if Iris takes the silver, not a, a veteran like Iris, not nah, she could do it, but Chiara is world-class world pedigree herself. Um, I'm interested. Like, look at if Leah is a runaway favorite, the battle for silver and bronze is going to be tight because after, um, after Iris and Chiara, yeah, you got Sarah Naldi, who I already talked about coming up from the juniors from Italy. You got Meg Scanlon who took a bronze or sorry, a silver medal at the world championship, smashed all these world records, you know, um, it, it's stacked, man. These are all world-class lifters who have medal at world championships, won world titles and juniors, broken world records, won medals. Like they're all, it's a stacked class. And um, I don't, and right down to Annie Nelson in, in ranked six. I mean, Annie Nelson coming out of Great Britain, also another quality lifter. Um, so if Leah Bavois is a runaway favorite and you look at the 63s and you're listening to this, you're like, wow, we already know who's going to win. Now you want to tune in. <laughs> There's going to be battles and the battles are world-class. These are world-class ladies and it's battles all the way through the top six. Rory, what are you thinking? Uh, like Leah is the Priscilla Bavois, if you're looking at the nominations, is, is the clear favorite to win. Um, but, but this is quite a cool class because we're going to be able to see both like an absolute spectacle of Leah hitting this enormous total, probably 540, 550, something in that range. Um, but also we're going to see this really great battle for second. So we get to see all of the good bits of powerlifting. We get to see both an exhibition and like a great battle simultaneously. Um, so anyone between second and seventh, I wouldn't be on the nominations. I wouldn't be surprised for them to come in silver, right? I don't know why everyone keeps stopping at Annie Nelson because Pantia Supernets uh, only totaled 0.5 kilograms less than her on the nominations. But at what um, body weight? Uh, I don't know because I'm looking at the nominations, which doesn't have body weights. She, she's um, cutting. She's cutting down a weight class, so that's why I gave her a hit. Uh, okay, that's fair. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So, but but I am going to go with basically the order of the nominations. Uh, I think given this really tight battle, I have to put a preference on people who have the really big deadlifts, right? And that is actually both of the Italians. Um, there's a two ten point five, and there is a two ten. Um, and of course there is uh, Annie Nelson with a, uh, with a 205 in there as well. And I think there was a, there was a, might've been a 207 that isn't on the nominations because it happened after the, um, the nominations came out. Um, so I'm saying Leah Bavois for first, uh, Chiara Bernani for second and, uh, Sarah Naldi for third, um, with Megan, Iris and Annie very close behind. Yeah, with uh, Pantea, I just pulled up real quick. She did the 480 at 65.5 last year, and then she told me she was cutting down. So she did at Europeans at 63s, 472.5. So her total okay. dropped a little bit. So we'll see now that she's gotten comfortable with that body weight. We'll see. But also, I, I, I figured any potentially with the 205 deadlift, if like an IRS or a Megan or something slip up because they have a sub 200 kilo deadlift, maybe she can come in and sneak in if someone has a bad day. But this was another uh, toss up for me. Obviously, Leah, first place. Um, I think she's going to break multiple world records. She could potentially just barely break the toll. Like just do 550 and save the rest for Sheffield or maybe purposely stay back at 545 and save it all for Sheffield. So we'll see. But then it gets interesting from there. And I went back and forth because you have 
lifters like Chiara and Sarah who have the big deadlifts versus uh, Meg and Iris have the lower deadlifts. But also it's like the consistency versus inconsistency. inconsistency. So Chiara and Meg are a little bit more inconsistent on their attempts. On their third attempts, they miss more attempts. Chiara bombed out at Europeans last year as well. So she's a little bit more volatile versus someone like Sarah Naldi and Iris are much more consistent. So just quickly looking at squats, Sarah and Iris make 80% or more of the third attempt squats versus Chiari. Chiara makes 44% of her third attempt squats and Meg makes 53% of her third attempt squats. So these lifters are going to have to make attempts, especially on the squat and the deadlift, because that's going to make a bigger portion of their total. And with Meg, I was going back and forth because her bench has been flying lately. Like just today, I think she put up a 132.5 kilo bench. And I went back and looked at PA Nats. And the issue, I believe, was on her second attempt, she uses the foot blocks for bench and they were sliding. And so I think she missed and they came back on a third and they had two spotters hold the blocks in place and she smoked the third attempt. Mm. So potentially that's something that she can fix at Worlds. Either one, not using blocks, or two, if she tells them early enough to hold the blocks. But I don't think I've ever seen at Worlds spotters stand on a platform and hold the foot blocks. That's more of a local thing and maybe in this case a nationals thing where someone makes like, you know, blocks are just really slippery and they just convince the spotters to do it. So I'm not sure if Worlds, they would allow her to do that or if this is going to be an issue as well. Um, with the other lifters with Iris, she did the 503.5 at 64.4. Um, so she, you know, has a big total, but we'll see with the weight cut and everything like that and the weaker deadlift. So I went back and forth on this. I end up going with Chiara as well as my second. I think if she hits on all cylinders, like Ryan said, maybe 510 to 515. Um, but obviously, if she, if she misses a bunch of attempts, she could be completely off. I went with Iris for third because of the consistency and having that 503.5 total. Her training has been looking really good as well. And then I put Meg at fourth and Sarah at fifth. Um, just because they have the lower recent totals and also with Meg missing attempts and that be- uh, bench thing. But seeing her do 130 for two reps and doing 132.5, I was thinking about moving it like before we started the episode. I was thinking about bumping her up, but I kept her at fourth. So uh, very similar to you guys. Just, you know, it's a mix between, I guess, second and third who's going to fall in there. But definitely, like you said, a an interesting weight class to watch. They're all going to be right around, I think, that 500 kilo total. And we'll see who can make attempts and potentially which of the Italian lifters can pull for the, the second or third place. Um, moving on to the 69 kilo class, we have the returning champ Chandler Babb nominated second now at 530 kilos because we have Marta Jenner coming up. She's nominated at 542.5. And then behind them, you have Ivana Horna, who is moving up from the 63s to the 69s now at 515. You have, um, and then junior lifters, Clara Peyrod and Agnes Rudin competing now in the open as well at 500.5 and 496.5. And then making this uh, even a deeper weight class at six and seven, you have the two US lifters, Kristen Dunsmore and Chelsea Savitt back again. They're going to be going head to head at 495 and 493 so this is one that is going to be i think another killer and it's going to be hard to hit that podium i'll start off with rory what are you thinking about this weight class yeah i think this is going to be an quite a, an exciting one um so i've got uh kenna in first place uh she did a 542.5 in march she went uh nine for nine um one one other thing there is that she doesn't miss very many attempts um and we've talked uh, like uh, like a few times about how making attempts is really important and in particular when you're talking about making your second and third deadlift attempts like those are the the lifts that get you middle positions so 
I think she's a, she's a favorite for me. Um, and her training looks really good as well. There was a 192.5 kilo squat that I think was about RPE nine. So I think she's probably good for close to 200, maybe, maybe a touch over there. She benched 128, which was pretty good. Um, and, and she did a quite a good 230 deadlift as well. So like overall, her numbers look really good. And I'm picking her for a small PR total. So I'm picking something in the, you know, 545 to 550 range. Um, it'd be interesting to see if she totals more than Leah, actually. Uh, now that I'm now that I'm thinking about those numbers side by side. Um, Chandler Babb has totaled around about 530. So sort of the, like the 527 to 532 range, like a number of times in a row. Um, and so she's not getting stronger very quickly, but she is quite consistent. So I think it's pretty reasonable to say that she is likely just to hit another 530 again, um, or, you know, something, something in that range, um, which is, which is a very good total. Uh, don't get me wrong, but, but it's not, not what I think Kenna is going to, is, is likely to total. Um, and I'm putting Ivana Horner in third place. Um, she's, if you've never seen her lift before, she is thrilling to watch because she has so much energy. Um, she's really, really cool lifter. Um, and I'm putting her in third place because I want to see her in third place. Uh, and we'll see what actually happens. All right, Bill, what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, exactly the same as Rory, the same top three, Marta Chandler and Ivana. Ivana super fun to watch because she literally grinds every single lift out. Like she, like you open her squat, and you're like, oh man, there's not nowhere else she can go from that. I was super slow, and then she comes out, does ten more kilos, then ten more kilos. Like everything's just a grinder with her and yelling, screaming. It's great. Um, she's bumping up into the 69 class finally. Um, you know, she does Olympic weightlifting a little bit lighter also, and she did 63s last year. So there's going to be a little more. Um, it's gonna be a lot easier for her because I know she's had some rough cuts before in the past and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, Martha's training's looking fantastic right now. Like Rory said the numbers that she's been doing, so I expect something really nice from her. The um, Sheffield qualifier is gonna be five twenty one for this weight class, so I think you know numbers should be right about there. I mean, again, if we're talking about everyone else is kind of taking a little bit of a hit because of South Africa travel then, you know, even if she wins it like a 530, 535, something like that, she's still pretty safe in that zone. So that's not a problem. So, yep, same top three as Rory, unfortunately. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? You got the same top three? All right. I got the same top three, but I got some extra stuff I want to talk about. All right. Um, yeah, I think Mart is really coming into her own here. Look, she jumped on everybody's radar in the last world championships, obviously, by grabbing a medal. But now she's in pole position, the number one nomination, and the favorite, I believe, from all of us, Arian, you haven't said yet, but to take this world title and possibly set a little bit of a course correction like Rory had possibly hinted at. If Leah Bavall wants to hold back a little bit, she might be like, all right, well, you're not going to out-total the 69s anymore. You don't get to out-total a weight class up. And that's always a nice little feather in the cap of some lifters. I won, I out-total the weight class up. It might be like, those days are now over. When I, when I assume control of 69 kilo class. Now that's, we'll have to see. It depends on how Leah Babla's top end is at Worlds and what she wants to do. And if she holding back for Sheffield, I suspect Leah Babla will. And I think Mart's going relatively all in. Um, Chandler Babb, let's talk about it. She is a scrappy young lady. The returning world champion, she's not going out without a fight. I mean, she could grind out a deadlift. And if Mart has any kind of issues with travel, and leaves the door open, Chandler Babb's going to kick that door wide. <laughs> like Chandler Babb's a scrappy young lady. She's got a 530. I agree with Rory. 
her numbers are probably not going to jump up a whole heck of a lot more with five than five thirty. But um, five thirty might be a sweet spot for this, depending on how Mart responds to travel and and all the rest of it. Uh, it's one thing to do it relatively locally; it's another thing to do it at the world standard. Um, but Mart is still my gold medal favorite, and uh, Chandler Babb coming in silver, and Ivana Horn, a former world champion, coming in for the bronze because she's that good. You guys need to pay attention if you listen to this podcast. You want to see the trilogy match between. Clara Perro and Agnes Rudin from Sweden. Clara from France, Agnes, the two juniors, teens, or I think Agnes is in her 20s, but the two juniors anyways, at the world championships, they faced off. And Agnes took it and took the world title. And Agnes, was she was the one that, you know, leading into the world championships, her and her mom see me in the parking lot. And I got talking to them and she was like, wait until you see what I do later on in this week. And as soon as squats was over, I ro- rolled over to the war over. I'm like, holy shit, Agnes. And she's like, I told you. And it wasn't over yet. She ended up taking the title, beating Clara. Clara comes back for the European championship. And now they're one and one. Clara is a phenomenal talent out of France. Um, her brother, we had talked about in the men's, you know, she comes from a powerlifting family. They live and breathe powerlifting. And now she's got a win over Agnes. It's the trilogy matchup with these two juniors who have moved into the open. Who's going to win it? Who's going to break the tie? It's a fucking good showdown. And these two young ladies are crazy strong and talented in the future. One of them's a teen. The other one's still a junior opting to lift in the open. So you want to watch it and pay attention to world-class juniors in the open battling out with a history like this. And if you like showdowns, you're going to like the rematch between Kristen Dunsmore and Chelsea Savitt, who went to war at the PA Nationals, where Kristen Dunsmore was actually Chelsea's coach. It came right down to the deadlifts, man. And, and Chelsea was so hot with that bench. You got to thinking, oh my God, Kristen, did you turn her into a monster? And now this monster is going to bite you. You know, it looked like it. Rolling into the world championships, Kristen's been quite a bit more quiet. But Chelsea's on a roll here, as she was leading into PA Nats. Can Chelsea make the adjustments? And now she gets one in over top of Kristen Dunsmore in the rematch. Who's going to reign as the best 69 kilo lifter from America? There's good battles um, from the top right down to, you know, what's Chelsea's seventh, Kristen's sixth. I mean, there's battles all the way through once again. And storylines, if you like storylines. So this is a good class. I have the the same sentiments as you guys. I think Marta's the clear favorite as well with the 542.5 kilo total. Her training has been going well as well. I don't think she cares about out-totaling whatever Leah hits in the 63s. I think she's focused on one, winning the world title, and two, if she can get the world record total. Leah has the world record at 548 for both weight classes. So I think if she has a good day, she pushes 550. If she has a bad day, she just holds off to the win. For Chandler, it seems like her numbers were down a little bit a couple months back. It seems like she was busy doing like board exams and studying and stuff like that. And so her training was a little bit down. But recently, it seems like her training is ramping back up. So the momentum's coming back. So she could potentially put some pressure if Mars is having a bad day. Maybe she could put up 535, 540. But even if Chandler has a bad day, if she's busy with other things in life, I think even with the 520 total will hold off the rest. Um, I also have Ivana at, at third. 
You guys say she's interesting. I call her volatile because she misses so many attempts. She misses third attempt deadlifts. It's almost like she's doing weightlifting when it comes to powerlifting because she's also a weightlifter. And in weightlifting, you know, you have six attempts and they sometimes will miss and go up and stuff based on strategy. She only takes so. six attempts in powerlifting too. Is that what you said? <laughs> she sometimes she only makes six attempts in powerlifting. Yeah. Um, but it seems like it's a good day. But one, it seems like she's done better with her attempts on the equip side, and two, potentially better now that she's not cutting weight anymore. Um, but she does still compete in weightlifting. She is another lifter who's in the world game, so she is training for that as well. So, I, <clears throat> excuse me, so I couldn't put her above Chandler, but I think on a good day she can do five ten, five fifteen, and hold everyone else off. And I was going back and forth on other people saying who could take out Ivana, and I couldn't make a case for anyone. And since Ryan talked about the other lifters, I'll just throw it out there. I was going back and forth with the other lifters as well. But as far as the rematches, I'm going uh, Clara fourth, Kristen fifth, Chelsea sixth, and Agnes seventh. So just just based on their numbers and how many attempts they make and training and everything like that, um, that's the order I see it playing out. But we'll see how it goes. But I have the same as you guys, Marta one, Chandler two, Ivana three. Yeah, I can on. see I can see KD popping into third pl- or fourth place with like a you know five ten ish something like that um, if she's back to form like she was before her um, recent sickness or injury she had right before PA Nat so that's a, the potential there for her to get in the podium is the greatest I think of the um, women that are below her below the yeah Ivana. I mean she did the five hundred at uh, nationals a uh, couple years ago. Or, or last year, sorry. And she had Mourner that day. She did the 495 this year. But, you know, I think she still had Mourner on her third deadlift that day as well. And so she has a big deadlift yeah. as well, bigger than Agnes, bigger than Chelsea. So she could potentially p- pull into a higher placing. Um, moving yeah, I mean, on. Let, Go yeah, ahead, Ryan. Let me just toss this. Yeah, if she if she can, if she can roll. The thing is, she hasn't been posting at all. And I'm like, what is going on here? Where is your strength at? If she returns to form, she is capable of a 510 which will still leave her, I think, a little short of Ivana for a podium, but she'll be close, though. Like, all of a sudden, you have to – Ivana can't be missing too many. You know, that's an interesting – but but we're kind of flying blind with it. Yeah. Moving on to the 76s, where this may be one of the most interesting battles, probably. And um, and after one and two, you have quite a bit of depth. So we have Agata Sitko from Poland at 564.5. The champ, Jessica Bittner, at 562.5, so just a two-kilo difference. And then below them, we have Kimberly Wofford moving up a weight class at 547.5. Dana McNeil, the U.S. champ, at 532.5. Uh, Wilma Olsen at 532. And even Sophia Ellis at 525.5. So another group of lifters there, you know, outside the the top two in this case, that could be vying there for third place. Ryan, do you want to set up this battle? This epic battle. Look, we all know what time it is. Um, <laughs> you have the classic world champion, the reigning world champion in Canada's own Jessica Bittner going head to head with the equipped world champion and, Ad- and Agata Sitko from Poland. It's not all that often that you see two reigning world champions clashing at the pinnacle of our sport, the IPF World Championships. But there can only be one. Add into the mix, the GOAT has returned, and Kimberly Walford, easily the most decorated powerlifter we have in the classic division, with all the world titles and all the world championships, and she's returned into a new weight class for the 76s. And 
Um, you have look at some of these other ladies that are are in the mix, like uh, Vilma Olson, a junior world champion. Dana McNeil, who's capable. We've seen in the, in a meet whether sanctioned or not, she's capable of a five fifty kilo total on a good day. We'll have to see what happens. And Sophia Ellis from Great Britain, who has the biggest deadlift Great Britain's ever seen in women's powerlifting. Um, a phenomenal lifter in the juniors and now in the open and uh full well capable as well. If somebody starts slipping up to pull herself into a position. So it's a good battle all the way through well-represented all over the world. And at the top, my God, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is, I don't know. Do we even have in the entire world championship, two reigning world champions going head to head like this? I don't think that we do. This is it, right? That's how rare it is. And how many worlds is there, fellas? There's one. There can only be one. Who's it going to be? Let us know. I'm taking <laughs> Agatus. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Jessica Bittner's uh, at the Canadian Nationals looked absolutely phenomenal. Um, her training is just dynamite. Her body weight is on point. She she doesn't miss body weights and very like she she makes it happen. She's had some crazy hero cuts in her day and still won and done some insane totals. And she's got no hero cut coming this time. Her body weight is on point. And she's going to make it for her relatively easy. And if she's going to make it relatively easy and still hitting numbers like this, like she's hitting in training and and what she did at Canadian Nationals, it was it, look at. It wasn't like she was sleepwalking through Canadian nationals, but she hit into the five seventies and it wasn't her top end. She had more than that. We've seen her grind when she's grinding on a deadlift, her eyebrows are dancing around and she's making all types of funny facial expressions. We've all seen Jessica's top end. She's a scrapper and she'll fight out this last deadlift. I'm uber interested in where she's going to take it. I think um, I think Jess is going to take it into the 580s as long as if travel, et cetera, doesn't hamper her too badly. I think we're going to break into the 580s on the world level, which is a phenomenal total with at an IPF world championships at a world standard with somebody's traveling the world like that. But nobody pays more attention to, uh, you know, their body weight, what they're eating than someone like Jessica Bittner, who's a diabetic. She's forced to. She's forced to hone in on this where other people take it leisurely. And this is where mistakes happen. Oh, my recomp, my whatever. Jessica doesn't make these mistakes because she can't. This is her life. This is what she does day in, day out. So she's going to be 100% on point. But let me talk about Agatha, who I have for silver medal. To be at 19 years old and already a world champion, and you are giving Jessica Bittner a showdown like this, I can't say enough about Agatha Sitko and how impressed I am of this teenager. I mean, where is she going to be? She just posted up some singles in, in the gym. I know it's singles and you're working on your time, et cetera. It's different than a meet day, certainly world championships. But she hit a 575. 575 were the singles in the gym. She's a teenager. She's also, oh, and by the way, going to be lifting at the world games. Um, I mean, she's phenomenal, man. What is she capable of? When she's actually in her twenties, imagine that. What if? What if? What if she? What if she's Jess's age? You know, I mean, Jess as a junior is a two-time world champion. Progress. What is this young lady going to do? 
crazy excited to see this battle. Um, I can't believe Jess is getting pressed like this by a teen of all people, but I lived through the eighties when Mike Tyson came up as a teen. So it happens. Um, I, I can't wait to see it. And then whenever Kimberly Walford's in the mix, you know, the goat is back and, and, uh, she, she's I mean, she, maybe cutting weight. You don't have to cut weight. All of a sudden it gets a lot easier. She starts shifting some weights, hit some PRs. Let's see what she does. Dana McNeil, Vilma Olson's back, who actually was a rival of Jessica's back in 2018 when they were juniors and Jessica won the title. Vilma Olson was her main chief competition. So they're back again, old rivals, Sophia Ellis, um, Joyce Rebaton. It's a good class all the way from the top to bottom. But holy smokes, am I going to be at the edge of my seat right to the very last deadlift? And I guarantee it's going to come down to the last deadlift. This is not going to be wrapped up by the second day. And, and, I, don't like, know if I, and I don't know if I missed it or not, Ryan. Are you, did you pick Kimberly Walford for your bronze? Yeah, sorry. Kimberly okay. Walford is my bronze. Okay, just, just double checking on that. Uh, Bill, how do you have it playing out? Yeah, I got Kimberly sitting there in third place. Um, if one of, you know, the top two women has a off day and, you know, really misses two squats or, you know, misses two deadlifts or something, I can see Kimberly for sure jumping into like a silver silver medal spot. But I just think that the battle between Agatha and, and Jessica is going to be ridiculous. It's, I've, I've, I have five ways that Jess can win. I have five ways that I got to win. So basically it's just a complete coin toss to me. So I literally flipped the coin before this and I have Jess first, I got the second, but I think this is literally, it can, yeah, it's just, there's so many different ways this thing can go. And this will be by far my lowest confidence points. Um, you know, when we get to that in the, in the fantasy section, because literally I flipped the coin because I don't know who's going to win this. I really don't like, you know, oh, yeah, I got to She's doing all this equipped training. But yeah, but then she literally, you know, broke the world record equipped total and then came back three days later and, and you know, smashed, you know, Jess's best total. And then Jess came back and smashed her best total. And like, uh, it's it's unbelievable. Unbelievable what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, so for Sheffield, the uh, qualifying total is going to be 535. I believe that, you know, whoever wins this is definitely going to hit that for sure. And then the person to look out here for a wild card spot or a second um, qualification spot would be uh, Joyce Rebatone from the Philippines. Um, there aren't many other Asian females that are even close to the hitting that um, qualifying total. So she's about 25 kilos off of her nominated total. Um, you know, it's, it's unlikely, but again, just a name to look out for. Cause if she does have a really, really good day, she can end up pulling for that and, you know, possibly get that automatic qualification. And I believe she actually qualified for it in, um, 2020, correct? Yeah. Yep. So, um, she could possibly be the, uh, Asian represent representative again. All right. How about you, Roy? Did you flip a coin or roll a die or anything? I. Uh- this, like Bill, this is by far my lowest confidence on the woman's side. Um, I've got 93s lower on the men when we get there, um, but but 76 kilo woman, this is going to be a, a tight battle. So talking about third first, I'm picking Kimberly Walford, though there's probably three or four of them who could realistically be in that spot. It's just very hard to bet against the greatest powerlifter of all time. And if you were talking about the greatest powerlifters of all time and Kim Walford is not in the discussion, you are wrong. And if she's not at the top of your list, you're probably also wrong. Um, so uh, like I've got, I've got Kim Walford in third. I've got Ag- Agatha Sitko in second. Uh, so she totaled 575 in the training this week. The week before she totaled 564 and a half, she did 
552 and a half in training. So it was about a 12 kilo jump from like two or three weeks out to midday. So if she's hitting 575 in training now, and we're talking about a similar jump, we're looking at something like a 580, 585, something in that range. Um, Jessica did hit a 577.5, I think it was, um, just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm picking, so I'm picking Jessica to win because she has a total, which is in the realm of what I'm picking Sitgo to hit. And she has the bigger deadlift, um, which is a tactical advantage. Uh, I expect that she will be winning once they've both finished their second deadlifts. Whatever Agatha pulls, uh, Jessica will go up by the same amount and also pull it. Um, and I, I suspect that she will probably hit it. So I've got Jessica winning, but by a hair. And it is going to come down to basically to the last couple of deadlifts. All right. Yeah, I'm thinking similar stuff. You know, again, this is ridiculous, this battle at the top. And then, yeah, just seeing who's going to get the bronze medal. So, yeah, it was tough for me. I was going back and forth as well. Um, some interesting battles, too, is um, Jess did more at Nationals recently, obviously. But Jess and Vilma will be battling out for the world record squat because Vilma's actually nominated one kilo more on squat than Jess. So you're going to have that world record possibly broken. Agata is nominated more than the world record bench, which is just a a standard at 135 kilos. No one has ever matched it yet. So we can see that world record broken. And then you have a slew of people can break the deadlift between Jess, Kimberly, and Dana. It could be going back and forth on third attempts for placing and the world record deadlift. And obviously the world record total between Agata and Jess. So it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, like Ryan, I think on a good day, both of them pushing it, we can see 580 plus 580 to 585 for both of them. Like you hadn't said some of the numbers, Agata did the 567.5 recently in the meet after she had just done the Euros equipped, I believe. And then she did 575 in the gym like a week later. Uh, she's going to the World Games as well, like you guys had mentioned. Just did the 577, so two and a half kilos more than Agata's gym lifts at Nationals, but more in the tank. Um, how much more? It's It's hard to know. With her squad, it seems like it's like one consistent speed you never know. And then with her delft, it looks like like clearly she had more in her and she's a delfter. Though we did see last time at Worlds, Jess missed the third squad at 218 and she missed the third delft at 257. So maybe there's some kinks in the chain there. With Agata, she does miss quite a bit of third benches. It's like she makes 44, 43% of her third attempt benches. And recently in training, she said she smoked 140, I believe, and missed 148. So does she potentially push her bench too much and miss and maybe lose out on five kilos or seven and a half kilos? That's going to cost her at the end. So I was going back and forth with this. I did not flip a coin on this, but I'm glad you all picked Jess because I had Agata for my first, which makes it more interesting. So I'm taking Agata Sitko as first. I think based on how she manipulates her training as far as world games and stuff like that, she's hitting these numbers while she's like fatigued doing equipped and raw traveling, everything like that. If she pulls back a little bit, her numbers could shoot up. And then I have Jess at second. I think she just misses her third attempt to lift the pull for the win. And then I have Kimberly Wofford at third. I think moving up a weight class, not having to cut, she's going to get her squat and bench to go up. And then she has a ridiculous deadlift. So she could be pushing 550, 555. And then the other people I kind of have falling in line right there, Dana uh, fourth, Vilma fifth, and Sophia Ellis at six. But oh, I, go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to add, I think Dana could press for bronze. Dana is, I don't want to underestimate Dana. I think Dana is capable of 550 range. As long as Kimberly, and Kimberly's been all over the world doing this, so she knows what she's doing. If Kimberly's on form, she's a good bronze medalist, but 
she is not unthreatened. Um, you know, Dana McNeil is a phenomenal lifter. She's around 550 range at, at the top end, as long as she, everything's going well. Um, so she's a threat. And in terms of just the 577.5, um, I'm, I remember looking at these nominations and people talking about her. What is she nominated? The 562.5. And I'm like, we all know that's not her top end though, huh? We all know she's stronger than that though, right? Because people are talking about these other numbers and I'm like, nobody actually thinks that's Jess's top end. So I'm glad she goes to Canadian Nats and for sure was holding back on that last dip pull and still hit a 577.5. And it's like, okay. So when she goes all out, if she just wanted to go like, look at there is no worlds, we're going all out. Where is she going with this? Um, I don't know. But I'm just glad because some people are talking like they keep throwing around the 562.5. I'm like she hit this basically just like a couple kilo off as a 72. We know she's stronger than 76. So I'm glad we have some updated numbers to work with. I mean, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but just like counter it. I mean, I want to see it too, because she did the Commonwealth in 2019 where she did 544.5. Then obviously she cut down from the 77 kilos down to 72 for nationals and she did 562.5. So she cut down six kilos and she put on like 17 kilos on her total. You're like, holy shit, 562.5 at 72. This is ridiculous. Then she turns around six months later, goes to Worlds and only does the 563 moving up to the 76s, missing that third squad and third deadlift. So I wondered, is it the travel? Is it because she switched to Eric Helms for her coach? Is it because she was stressed out during COVID for her job? She's a pharmacist. What what was the factor? So I want to mm. see it. So it's good to see that she came at Canadian Nationals. She made weight. She made her attempts. She put up that 577. She has more in the tank, definitely on Della, potentially on squat bench more, uh, possibly as well. But we have to still see what about the travel. Does the travel take a little bit of a hit? Does she hit like maybe 575? Or does the travel not affect her at all when she puts up like 585? Yeah, it'll be, um, in terms of top end strength, I just wanted everybody to see this is what our top end strength is. If you want to add variables, and you could do that for everyone, but fair enough, fair enough. Uh, if, if you're like, well, what about intangibles coming to play? Cool. But we're starting with 575 or 577.5, and we're chipping away from that. We're not starting with 562 anymore yeah and i'm just glad at that <laughs> right and yeah. um yeah we'll see man we'll see talking to her um she said since working with eric helms because he has like he's he's a, a coach that can help her in terms of nutrition in terms of so many different aspects she's kept her body weight much closer now so the hero cuts are gone which did make it a, a little bit tougher and leading into that world. Well, she also got a bump of four kilos in a new weight class too, which which for sure helps. Right. I mean, 100%. Like when she, she, the hero cuts were down to 72, which she would still be making if she was you know, in the 72 class kind of thing. So that definitely helped her out. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But e even, uh, even moving into the Sweden, um, I mean, we were all talking about it. She was, it was, it wasn't a, as crazy hero cut at the end, but do, I don't know if you guys, even remember the dialogue, she was way over 76 and people were thinking she was contemplating even 84. I think she might've been even for a second there because we didn't even know if worlds was going to happen and whatnot, or what was going on. Worlds came through and she had to cut considerable amount um, leading into Sweden 2021 worlds. And uh, it was, I went, it wasn't a hero cut, but it was some aggressive dieting. And when she got there, 
remember she completed her last third squat and actually blacked out at the lockout. She had it done and stumbled back. And that's how she lost her third squat, not on strength, but on like, you know, she was blacking out and she's like, oh, that never happened before. I remember watching. Same with the third dead, you know, when that starts happening in her third squat, the, the likelihood of missing your third dead. It is what it is. I don't think, I think that was an anomaly as opposed to uh, a pattern for Jess, because usually previously at Worlds, you know, she'd compete in Sweden 2019 and she was fine. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But like, you know, some of the other weight classes have the depth. This one may be the must watch like one on one battle. We want to see who wins, Jess or Agata. Um, But let's move on to the 84 so we can finish off these weight classes. 84 should be quite a bit easier. You have the queen of the IPF World Championships, Amanda Lawrence, won in 2019 and 2021, won best lifter in 2019 and 2021. Obviously, there was no worlds in 2020. So she's going to win her weight class easily as long as she gets, like, you know, her attempts in, no issues on depth or anything like that. And then she's going to be looking for, does she go for best lifter against Leo or whoever else? Then below her, you have uh, Kristen Thorsall daughter from Iceland at 560, Marina Almeida from Brazil at 532.5, Danielle Philibert from Canada at 530.5, and even Temi Topnuga from Great Britain at 527.5. So a little bit of a grouping there to see the battle for third place, at least possibly for second as well. I'll go ahead and I'll just get started with this one um, since I've been making you guys go first. Obviously, I think Amanda's going to get first. It just depends on whether she goes for a world record total, whether she goes for a PR total, whether she goes for best lifter. She can decide on day whatever she wants to do and do that. But I think she's a clear favorite. I also think uh, Kristen is the clear second because she has that 560 total. I don't think anyone else is going to be close to that. It gets interesting after that. With Marina Almeida, all I can find was a 505. I couldn't find that nominated total. With Danielle Philibert, she has done a 543 before, but recently at National, she had a 533. So it depends on which Danielle shows up. And then with Temi Topnuga, she did 527.5 recently, which is her also her best total. So I was going back and forth with that, but I decided to go with uh, Danielle Philibert for my bronze medal. I put Temi Tope at fourth and Marina at fifth. So that's how I have my top five. Rory, what are you thinking? Uh, quick one for me, like uh, Amanda Lawrence is, is going to win by like 80 kilos. Again, only like like uh, with Jesus Olivares, the only way that she doesn't win this is if she A, doesn't show up for some reason, or B, something horrific happens to her. She becomes injured or unwell uh, immediately before the meet. Um, and then again, second, Kristen Thorsall daughter, uh, like by a lot. And again, for the same reasons, I've got Danielle Philibert in third place. All right, Bill, what are you thinking? Yeah, Marina's total, that 532.5 was at the um, Arnold in Brazil, I believe. Okay. Um, she did recently. Um, so that's a legit, I, I didn't see any results. I just saw on her Instagram, and she, that's the accomplishment she did. And that was the total from that. But um, yeah, I have the same as you guys. I have Amanda, Kristen, and um, Danielle coming in third. I think uh, Marina and um, Temi Tope can potentially pull into that because they have much bigger deadlifts than um danielle but i just have her um in third and then um yeah that's what i got all right ryan finish us off i got amanda lawrence Kristen, and danielle that's it 
That's it, my <laughs> man. Look at Amanda Lawrence is like, I mean, I can encourage everything you guys said, but Danielle, because of the 543, I also found that as well. So she nudges it and is gonna take my third. I'm not as familiar with these ladies, but when I seen that, I'm like, okay, that's good enough. Kristen's got a sizable jump from the rest of the pack to hold on to her silver in Amanda Lawrence. She, I know we're gonna get into the best lifter stuff, but um, I mean, we're talking the queen you know what I'm I'll, I'll save this for when we talk about the best yeah. lifter, but uh, in terms of her competition, it's really for best lifter and uh, you get no bigger than that anyways. Right. Yep. So we'll hop over to the 84 plus kilo class. It's definitely more interesting in previous years, but I also think the nomination are deceiving because Bonica is there at 647.5 um, nominated second, technically behind uh, Emily Mierger from France, also at 647.5. And then you have M- Emily Leach from Sweden at 630 and Brittany Schlater from Canada at 607.5. And even Anna Lana Belquist from Sweden at 601. So it definitely looks close, but when you look into the numbers, I see Bonica's best total ever at 675. So she obviously can do quite a bit more. And at 647.5 at PA Nats, it looked like all her third attempts were looking like a first or second attempt. So I think she can clearly have done 655 plus at that meet, 660 maybe. And so she is training for World Games as well, another lifter who is doing both. But I think she can handle it well. She's used to doing raw and equipped and full power and bench only, doing all these back-to-back meets. So she can handle it. So I think she's going to clearly win. Maybe she doesn't have to push as much. Maybe she just does 660 and grabs the win and just moves on to World Games. And then I went ahead and I put... Emily Miezer at second because she has that 647.5. Her bench training recently in the gym is looking good. So I think she could potentially come back and execute better at Worlds than she did previously and maybe hit a PR total. But even if she doesn't, I think she can still hold off enough because Emily Leach, I think at 630, is going to be a little bit too far off. And then Brittany Schlater has the 610, but at National, she did 560. So not exactly sure why her numbers are down. Um, other than her body weight going down when she did the 610 she was 128 kilos now she's down to like 107 or 105 so i'm not sure if that's the only reason or other things going on so i think there's going to be enough of a gap where it's going to be like fairly clear bonica emily measure and then emily leach for one two three uh ryan how do you have it playing out uh actually do you want to go bill first i'm just going to pull sure, up because uh, i know she did a recap i'm wondering if she has held back and i want to confirm that yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Britt has something going on too because she's like basically yeah. You can look at that real quick. But anyway, so I have you know Benika first. I think she's you know for sure going to win the um, Sheffield qualifying total six thirty eight. She hits that very easily for sure. Um, I actually have Emily Leach coming in second from Sweden and Emily Miezer uh, from France coming in third. Emily Leach, um, her squats and training right now are blowing up. I mean, I think she just hit a two forty or two forty two and a half something like that, and it was like pretty damn easy um and actually at the meet where she pulled the 242 and totaled the 630 she actually took a shot at the um unofficial world record deadlift it was like you know uh, 255 and a half and was like damn close to locking that thing out too so potentially there's another you know 10 to 12 kilos on the deadlift there too um plus a much bigger squat coming and then her bench is looking solid as well so i think she'll um out total uh, emily measier again like she did last year all right, all right, all right. Rory, how do you have it playing out? You're on mute, Rory. 
Thanks. Um, so as far as I can tell, Bonica went into her meet in April and just hit what she wanted to hit. Um, and then, you know, walked, walked home again, uh, because she didn't need to do anything crazy. Like she hit that 647.5 and I, I don't think it was because that's what she had on the day or anything like that. It was just, that's what she wanted on the day. Um, so I'm picking that she's going to hit something quite a lot bigger than that. I don't know if we'll see a PR total from her. Cause like we've said, she's doing a lot of stuff at the moment. Um, but like, even if she hit, 660 670 something like that she would she would lock this up pretty well um following her um, i actually originally had uh emily merger i'm sure i'm saying that wrong um but bill while he was talking has actually convinced me otherwise um i i didn't look much into emily leach um and it seems like that was a mistake so i'm going to change my thing on the go and say emily leach and second and then uh, emily merger on third all right ryan bring us home Okay, so I'm going to, Bonique is definitely the favorite to take the gold medal. Um, she is kind of, she's got her eyes also on the World Games, but she's such a phenomenal talent. I also agree she was holding back at Powerlifting America Nationals. Um, she's going to go all in, you know, a veteran, been around all over the world competing at the world level. So I don't think of all the lifters going to South Africa to compete, I don't think it's going to rattle her much at all. Um, it's the 84 plus, they don't have to cut weight. So the factors like that don't, hit home like it will some of these other people so bonica solid gold i'm gonna go with emily mergier from france um and i think if bonica is not 100 percent and starts missing lifts this could turn into a bit of a firefight i don't anticipate that but emily mergier's got a monster bench press on her we got a monster squat with bonica a monster bench press with emily and then they're a lot closer on the deadlift I don't know how it's going to roll out if Bonica just runs away with this or not. It depends, right? But it, it's it's closer than previous years. Put it that way. She can't just walk in here and has it all wrapped up just hitting her seconds. She's going to have to take all nine attempts and take this seriously. I'll take Emily Leach coming in in the bronze medal. Brittany Schlater, I just looked up. In terms of um, the Nationals, she must have been holding back because she just did a gym total for doubles. That was over her attempts at Nationals. So... That was probably, you know, go to Nats, break out the cobwebs, whatever it is, um, just to fine tune yourself. But then she went home and was doubling heavier weight. So I anticipate Brit will come in full form. And uh, and I got her as my fourth. But uh, if anyone starts missing lifts, Brit can, can sneak onto the podium. All right, we finished the weight class by weight class breakdown let's move on let's do the best lifters top three and then we'll do the best teams top three so looking at the best lifters just looking at the history real quick this is one on the women's side that's bounced around quite a bit so in 2012 chen wei ling won and then 2013 and 14 kimberly rattles off two in a row and then in 2015 chen wei ling comes back and wins another one so now they both won two each and then it bounces around between Jen Thompson in 2016, Jen Milliken in 2017, Joey Namani in 2018. And now we have the new streak starting where Amanda Lawrence wins in 2019. There was no Worlds in 2020, but she probably would have been the favorite going into that one as well. And then she wins again in 2021. So now we're going into 2022 where she could potentially be the first female lifter to win three and also win three in a row where Kimberly had only won two in a row. Um, her competitors as far as last year, are back again this year. So second best lifter last year was Leah, and third best lifter last year was Joy. So all three of them are back. All of them are battling it out again. I'll go ahead and I'll just start off with my picks. 
I went back and forth between Leah and Amanda. Like there's cases for, you know, Leah may push it above the world record on purpose to try and win world a best lifter and say she won best lifter. Um, France, I believe, pays out for winning best lifter as well. But Amanda gets to go afterwards. And Amanda all time across all meets has the higher points. So she can see exactly what she needs to do. And then she's more than capable of doing it. So I went back and forth that I end up going, you know, maybe a bias pick. I end up going with Leah. I think Leah's momentum is going well. Um, I think she wants to push above the world record maybe and win that best lifter and be the best lifter uh, of the world championships and maybe steal that away from Amanda. We're all talking about Amanda going from the three-peat. Maybe she wants to steal that away. And Amanda, I mean, just depends on whether she can execute. If she can hit three squats, I think that really puts her in position to have a easy deadlift to, or somewhat easy to secure it like last time on the second attempt. But if she misses a third squat on depth or something like that, I think that puts her behind and she's going to have trouble getting there. So I went Leah one, Amanda two, and I was bouncing around on third, but I'm going to go with Tiffany Chapon getting that third best lifter. Uh, I'll hop over to Bill. What are you thinking? Yeah, so I actually have Joy, Joy in third place. Um, I don't think Tiffany's going to have the high enough total. But again, like th- with the points for the 47s, like, you know, she adds five kilos to her total. She jumps up quite a bit. So, like, it's really, really tough because if she does go like 420, 422 or something like that, like Ryan thinks, like she could definitely be in the, you know, second or even, you know, third or second place for best lifter. But um, I'm sticking with Joy for third. And then, honestly, Amanda and Leah is, like, back and forth. It could go either way. I'm picking Amanda because she's lifting after Leah. But I think if Amanda lifted before Leah, I would pick Leah. So just going with the advantage of knowing the number you have to hit. So Amanda, Leah, Joy, same as last year. All right. Rory, what are you thinking? Pretty similar reasoning to Bill. I've actually got uh, Heather Connor in third. Um, but but – I've actually got, I actually had her going second in the 47s, but she is quite a bit lighter. She often comes in around 45 kilograms. And so if she goes something like a 405 kilo total at 45-ish kilograms, that gives her around about a 117 good lift point. So I've got her coming in third, but only by a hair. Like that's going to be pretty close with both Tiffany Chapon and also uh, Joy. And if somebody else knocks Joy off, which I think is unlikely, but could happen, um, then that person obviously would be in the running as well. Um then in second, I've got Leah. I think uh, for Leah to go over 122 good lift points, she needs to total about 560. And I just don't think that she's going to be able to do that. Um, like, I think it's more likely that she goes something like 550 or 552. Um, and then, of course, Amanda, if she only needs to repeat her best performance from the past to get a 122 good lift points, plus she gets to see what Leah has already done and just hit that in order to, you know, get... Uh, get best overall and also she will have by that point she will have already locked up the Sheffield nomination she would have already locked up first place like there won't be anything else going on for her at that point she can just load exactly what she needs to load hit exactly what she needs to hit and then uh, and that has to be worth a lot when this kind of thing especially she's got no one coming from behind like it's just she just doesn't need to worry about anything else yeah and Ryan bring us home okay so um I do think Lee uh can hit 560 because uh, I know what you're saying doing it in South Africa worlds is different, but she had 560 in that last deadlift at French nationals. She had it locked out and um, it was as done a deadlift as you could get and literally just started coming out of her hands right before the down command. There are people who watched the video and thought it passed like they watched the stream and thought that she did it. And then afterwards like, Oh shit, she didn't get that. 
560s in a tank for her. But here's my follow-up. I don't think she's going to go for that at Worlds. I think she's holding back. She's going she's gonna to win. She's going to go to Sheffield. And then she's going to go out and start smashing records and whatnot. I think Amanda Lawrence, um, the three-peat, I mean, look, if if two people, Mina Lawrence is going to somewhat be on the same plane as, as Lee is thinking for Sheffield as well. But if we're both on that same plane of thinking, well, let's not go too crazy here because Sheffield's around the corner. We both want to secure the bag and we're going to fucking rumble in Sheffield. So we're both going to hold back a little bit, huh? But you're going first. You're holding back first. So I'll, you hold back and I'll hold back too, but I'll just hold back just a little less. Oh, by the way, it means more to me because I'm going for the three-peat. Nobody's ever done that. So I'm making powerlifting history. Um, so she's more incentivized anyways, where Leah's like, best lifter's huge. But I think she's like, fuck it. I could go all out and she could still take it because she goes after me. It doesn't make sense. So I think Leah's incentive to, to hold back is greater. Uh, for my third, I also have Turbo Tiff. I will not disrespect her by calling her Tiffany Sheppel. I will call her by her street name, uh, Turbo Tiff. And I got Turbo Tiff in there. Uh, Bill, you're right, doggy. I got her around 420 range, man. But her top end is 530 when she's not cutting. And she wasn't like a huge not cut. She was 90, uh, 49.2. So it wasn't a huge over. Um, and I think when she cuts and travels, it'll drop. But 10 kilo drop from 530 to 520, that's a decent drop that i'm 430 to 420 430 to 420 sorry 430 420 is a decent drop that i'm giving so i think i'm being reasonable it is what it is we'll see what happens uh but that's my one two three in terms of best yeah i think it's definitely gonna be close because i think Leah and Amanda will be around 120 points. Like Amanda won last year at 120. And at Nationals last two years, she's at 118. And I think Joy and Tiff and Heather will probably be right around like that 115. So it's all going to come down to that body weight and what they finally total. Then looking at the best team, this is one that gets interesting as well. Starting from the beginning at 2012, USA wins and Russia gets second. Then in 2013, Russia wins and USA gets second. Then from 2014 to 2019, USA rattles off first place every single year, uh, back-to-back. 2020, obviously, we don't have a Worlds. And then 2021, USAPL suspended. So U.S. doesn't send a team other than the lifters who transferred over to the U.S. Virgin Islands. So France ends up getting first, Canada gets second, and the U.S. Virgin Islands gets third. So now USA gets to come back with a full team. And you have the U.S. Virgin Islands there, and you have Canada there, and you have France there, Great Britain, Sweden, all these other teams. And so we have we have a interesting battle there. So as we've discussed on previous podcasts and we've discussed here, one of the major battles is going to be Tiff versus Heather. That's a six-point swing right there because you get 12 points for first, nine points for second. So that's a six-point swing there for potentially the two top teams. The downside I see for the U.S. team is I think you need more than just the 47 kilo class. I think you need a Marissa, a Meg, a Kristen, or a Dana to step up and potentially get a bronze medal. Versus for France, I think potentially if you lose that battle, you still have enough other people. Uh, even like I placed Jay Jacob lower than like what Bill and Rory said. So potentially they they could lose the battle of the 47s and still win in other places to get off enough points. So I went ahead and I took France for 54 points for first place. USA for second place at 47 points, so seven points behind, 
and then Canada for third at 40 points. Rory, what are you thinking? I have exactly the same picks and in exactly the same order as you. Um, there's a couple of places where I think there's like some swaps that could happen. Uh, but I think that's what's most likely. I think one of the things that is holding back a lot of the other countries is that they're just not sending very big teams. Like, you know, Sweden has got a couple of people who are going to be placing top three and that's really cool. But three people placing top three is, is not enough. Like if you want the points, you really need to send a full team. So yeah, France, USA, Canada. Bill, what are you thinking? What was your numbers again, Arian? Sorry. 54, 47, and 40. Okay. Yeah, I have France 53. That's why I was confused why how you were higher than me. USA 47. So that six-point swing is right there. So it basically comes down to the um, turbo tiff. Uh, oh, no, because I have, I have yeah. um, the – yeah, 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 switched it. it from me. Yeah, yeah, guys. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, so France 53, USA 47, Canada 43, Great Britain 37 is what I got. All right, and Ryan, what are you thinking? Shit, we are super close on all of these. <laughs> um, I got France coming in first with 54. I got USA with 46, which is super close as you guys. of Canada 44 and Great Britain 37, just like Bill said. So we are really and USVI, if, if anyone cares, at 32. We are all really, really close in terms of our picks here. Um, and we're, we're really on the same page. So if anybody's wondering, this is pretty unanimous, unanimous and we're the same on the men's side, I'm pretty sure as well. I don't think we, I don't know if we gave our points, but either way, um, yeah, I think France has emerged. This is it. Look, at winning last year was one thing, uh, but USA wasn't there. And everyone knew USA was the team to beat. This is really the message to the rest of the world now. This is the, the swing is complete now. Now it's France. And, and this isn't just a small thing. I mean, according, to, according to us, <laughs> according to us, before the meet happens, France well, is going to win. <laughs> you're right. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean with, with like the way I'm looking at the way I have my numbers, it's a decent swing there. They, they got room to make drop. You're right. Fuck it. A yeah, lot but of it's literally, literally what, like one, like, you know, Heather wins. Tiff gets second place. And yeah. then one of the other U S women that, you know, we have finishing like fourth place or whatever bumps up to third place. And then boom, yeah, there or, you go. Or, or like you said, Miezer and Leach uh, switch second and third. Then it goes to the tiebreaker. And then who will see who wins the tiebreaker. But like, like Ryan's saying, like, France has a ridiculous team now where they have ridiculous. Uh, tur- turbo Tiff. They got the one and two fifty twos. They got Jay Jacob moving from the juniors into the open. They have Leah, who is potentially the first or second best lifter in the world. And then you have Clara Payroad also moving from the juniors to the open. And then you got uh, Amelia, Ami- Emily Miezer, who can get silver, bench the world record as well to fit close off your team. But oh, it's, it's in, in the juniors. Um, and like Claire is already in the open because open and juniors are split, but they have more shooters coming up. Samantha Eugene and like, it's crazy, man. They- I sent you the other one. I forget if it was a 69 or 76, like junior. I sent you that reposted and they did like a 500 plus kilo total already as a junior. Yeah. Yeah. I forget her name now. Either way, Francis and, and it's a depth. It's not just like top end. You look at their nationals. They're getting depth too. Like not just the 52s, which is insane. Both breaking world records. France has emerged. They're here now. They do what we think they're going to do. Oh, shit. They're the ones to beat for the women's. 
<laughs> Bill's like, hypothetically, to, we'll, we'll see what, hypothetically, the ones to be. We'll see what happens in about in about three weeks when well, this I, is all I done. I started that off by saying, if they do what we said, but they're going to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. But but there it is, a weight class by weight class breakdown. Our top three best lifters, our top three teams for the women's side. If you didn't listen to the men's side, go listen to the men's side, and then go listen to our separate episode for our fantasy picks so you have all the information everything that's in all our brains and then go enter our fantasy league you can check out my instagram or rory's instagram or the kinglist instagram the link is in there you can sign up the deadline is june 5th so you have plenty of time to submit a roster if you want to update your roster you just send a new team rory will take the most up-to-date submission from you put that into our live google sheet so you can see the leaderboard because ryan rory and i will all be there so at the end of each day we'll just go in the form update who won update the numbers and you can see how you're placing and see whether you can crack top five maybe top 10 or maybe you can be the winner maybe you can be the matt gary of this year and be the champion in our tournament of champions uh, Ryan, do you want to close us off? Wherever you're listening, as usual, subscribe. Give us high ratings. You don't want to miss these episodes. We're filming eight over the weekend, and they'll be dropping um, from all the preview shows and a lot more of the powerlifting stars as guests. Six-pack lapping at six up. We are out. <laughs>